So when is this coming out? When is this podcast? Um, this will probably be. You're gonna come out on the like 27th. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna ask her to marry me on the 25th. So. I love this woman, Katie. Will you do me the honor of being my wife? Welcome to Unloading Meat. My name is Jared Ralphie Allen. And uh, thank you so much for stopping by for this episode with Roscoe. And if you saw the little cliffhanger ending at the beginning of this episode, man, stay tuned to the end of this episode to see if it gets resolved. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. Today's guest is the ultra funny Roscoe. And guys, um, when I first got started in the stand-up comedy, this was one of the first people that really took me under his wing so to speak, and made sure that I felt welcome and invited in this community. And not only him, but Katie, they have both just been wonderful people in the community. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that said that that will say that they are an asset to Tulsa comedy. And man, I just, I'm so excited to see where they take their next journey. So uh, sit back and relax and listen to my awesome conversation with the one and only Roscoe, the comedian. Hey, fellow hipsters and people that have culture or something, I'm Jared Ralphie Allen, host of Unloading Meat, and we need sponsors for this show. If you identify with this fucked up hat I'm wearing, these shitty tattoos, or any other cultural references that are behind me, reach out to your favorite sponsors and tell them to sponsor the show Unloading Meat. Now, back to acting like I wasn't impressed by anything. I wish this podcast could be on vinyl. All right, guys, we are back, and my guest today is the very funny, very hilarious Roscoe. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? Doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? Hey, we're here. We made it. Yeah, man. Yeah. How you been? Busy, brother. Just like everybody, you know, in the scene, we're just staying busy. I'm glad to be here, though, man. I like your setup here. Thank you very much. Welcome to Unloading Meat. I'm happy you found it. Yeah, I love the name Unloading Meat. Thanks. I, I think it could work on multiple levels. Uh, being that you're fat and like to eat. <laughs> True. Uh, you could also be because you're super gay. Yeah. Yeah. Could be any of those things. Yeah. Um, you know that whenever you put this stuff on YouTube, uh, you can't cuss for the first 30 seconds. Otherwise, it demonetizes. Yeah, that's why this is going to be like, I usually do like an intro, and yeah. then I have my ads, and then I'll have... Well, I was hoping that you'd have me at 31 seconds in so and let me know <laughs> so I could just drop an F-bomb. Okay, yeah. so we are, we're about 30 seconds in right uh, now. Well, fuck. <laughs> I missed it. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We'll try harder next time. Next time. Harder next time. on unloading meat. Uh, yes, that's not gay. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. So, uh, how'd you get started in comedy, man? Like, where, when did you start? I'm about two and a half years in. Um, I got divorced when I was 40 years old. Okay. Uh, and when I got divorced, my daughter was graduating high school that year. So, uh... I worked uh, retail for the last, like, 12 years. And I was like, all right, I want to do what I want to do now, which has always been comedy. So uh, I sold everything I had, moved to Chicago, 
and the pandemic hit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, two and a half weeks after I got into Second City for writing. And I am glad that we're past the 30-second mark, so I can say fuck, too, just naturally. Yeah, yeah, just a natural <laughs> fuck, yeah. Natural fucks are always the best. Yeah, well, I haven't worn a condom since 1999, so we're good. Yeah. I haven't since NOM. Yeah, right. But you can tell by the hairstyle. I get that, yeah, 100%. <laughs> get a haircut, you fucking hippie. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it, it's a handle for when I'm on Grinder. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, works. It's a bitch yeah, handle. I like Grinder. Um, Hoagies and Grinders. Navy beans, navy beans. Yeah. Um, that was a fat joke for you to say, you know? Yeah. Fat segue. Yeah, I'm always into that. Uh, well, anytime we can bring up Sandler, you know. I Big Sandler fan. Who doesn't love Sandler? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I moved to Chicago. Pandemic hit. Um, so I was like, well, they shut down school. So I was like, well, fuck, what do I do? I uh, hung around for about three more weeks uh, doing comedy in basements. And uh, then I was like, well, I'll just come home. Back to Tulsa, because I'm from Bixby. Yeah. Uh, so, came back to Tulsa, and just kind of joined in on the scene here in Tulsa, and just been pushing and working my ass off for the last two years to get on the road, and, you know, in the last probably six months, I've been on the road consistently. Because you were in what, like a couple weeks ago, what, Minnesota, or? Yeah, yeah I went to Duluth, Minnesota a couple weeks back. Shout out to Duluth. Yeah, man, it's a great town. I don't know, it's really cool, it's kind of hipstery. I know you wouldn't think that with Minnesota, but it, yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, right on Lake Superior. It's beautiful. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was there. Well, it's like if you go to Oregon, it's hipsters and old people. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been East Coast, or I haven't been uh, far West Coast or far East Coast, either one, uh, except for in Canada. I went to Vancouver once. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Canada. Yeah. I've we always gotta... wanted to go. Toronto has been a big place I've always wanted to go. They say it's the most European city we have. Really? That's what I hear. I just want to yeah. try Tim Hortons so I can justify, you know, the weight and everything. And plus, oh, I'm a yeah, big well, wrestling fan. You live in Oklahoma, so you got barbecue. You can blame that on and sweet yeah. tea. Oh yeah. yeah, it's in the fridge. Oh yeah, I know. And yeah. in these veins, Red Diamond. Yep. Yeah, that a boy. Shout out to Red Diamond. Sponsor this guy. Shout out to Red Diamond. I drink a or shit Milo's. Of Milo's is just as good. All Milo's is good. They also make a half sweet tea, half like an Arnold Palmer. An Arnold Palmer. Yeah, 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 it's delicious. They have it by a jug. Yeah, I've seen it at Walmart. Yeah. I shop at Walmart, bro. They should just like have a question mark like, "Are you pre-diabetic?" Buy this. Like, yeah. I I don't think I'll get diabetes because I'll probably just die first. But <laughs> just the first part of diabetes, yeah. die. Yeah, my girlfriend's got diabetes, so yeah, you know, we'll let her take care of the insulin. Yeah, she always gets really mad too because I just eat like shit, and she's checked my blood sugar, and my blood sugar's fine. Yeah, it really pisses her off because she can, you know, eat a fucking M M&M and M, and it shoots her blood sugar up to the fucking. That, that's what my dad is. He recently found out he's diabetic uh, at old, older age, and now he's on diets and has to eat like taco salads when we go to the Mexican restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah, and, sure. I don't me, mind a salad, but yeah. Yeah, but then me, I go to the doctor, and there's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And but you're, like, what, you're, th- you're a 30s? Yeah, 34. Yeah, so like. I got a little it, bit. Give it 10 years. Yeah. You know. Then, well, then hopefully by 10 years, is, you know, the unloading meat process is taking effect. Hey, dude, I hope so. You know, more power to you. It's yeah. not for me, but I mean, good, good on you. You've heard my bit uh, about the 60-pound part. I mean, yeah. that's actually true. I actually have lost about 65 pounds in the last year. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just, so, just kind of just doing this. Couldn't, and, couldn't even fit in that chair last year. boy. I'm proud of you. Good. I'm a fat boy too, as you can tell. I don't hide it. But uh, I said it on the first episode whenever fellow fat guy AJ was on here that like we looked like the two guys they wheel in on the Guinness Book of World Records and on, on the little on the motorcycle on the motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, fat motorcycle twins. Yeah. yeah, I'm aware of that. That's showing your age too. Yeah, I don't know if they do Guinness Book of World Records anymore. I mean, I know that they still have the records. But I don't know if the does the physical book still come out. I don't think so. I think it's just there to promote Mr. Beast content now. <laughs> God, dude, that guy. 
I mean, shout out to Mr. Beast for no, he's the best. It. No, yeah. he's the best. Like, you can't watch one of his one of his videos and not just like be in love with what he's doing. Yeah, like, he, he's he's broke the algorithm. He's written the algorithm. Yeah, uh, you know, and and it's so funny because uh, I've heard a lot of interviews with him, and he doesn't. He's very he just keep the money though. Like the money all goes right back in. Yeah. To to the videos. I know somebody offered him like a billion dollars last year, or whatever, to buy his to buy his YouTube channels. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I would he goes, I might consider if it was ten times that amount. And you think that's a ridiculous statement, right? Ten billion dollars. But uh, you know, if you work the math out, yeah. that's probably what it's worth. Well, and that's you, crazy. Then you have things like whenever Squid Game came out and he did that he did his own version of Squid Game. Yeah. And it's Better production values and better than the Netflix reality yeah, he show built that's coming out huge now. Fucking warehouse or yeah. whatever. Is it North Carolina? He lives? North Carolina. Yeah. Like built a huge warehouse. Uh, it's funny that you brought up Mr. Beast. I just told uh, my girlfriend last night. I was like, "You got to follow Mr. Beast on TikTok because like his people just randomly show up at fucking grocery stores and WalMarts, and they're like, you follow Mr. Beast on TikTok, and if you do, they just give you a car." Yeah. You know, and it's like, Jesus, man, to have that kind of money. Yeah. And then, like, even his last video where he cured blindness. I don't know if you saw that one. or something. I haven't watched that. it, but I heard about it. And then I heard people bitching about it because, yeah. like, he's playing God or whatever. It's like, fuck you guys. Like, Well, his point was, like, I have all this money. Why can't the government do this for people? Like, It's curable for certain people with blindness. Sure, sure. Like, it's this it's Cataract cheap. surgery is all yeah. he did, yeah. It's like, it's this affordable, and I can do it to this many people or help this many people do it this many people. Sounds like sexual assault. Well, <laughs> and that's not the. I, I don't know Mr. Beast, so yeah. I can't speak on it. But, yeah. You know. That's a different type of beast video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Beastiality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's, that's his next channel. Yes. All right. Yeah. I like the smoothness there. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by a famous game like Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legends. I've never played it, but boy, if they sponsor this show, I might give it a try. Hopefully. It, it, it really depends, Stefano, on what the contract says, like how long I have to play it. I've heard good things. Have you heard good things? Eh, nobody cares about your opinion. Anyway, if you uh, are sick of these fake ads, make sure that you reach out to people like Raid Shadow Legends and uh, tell them to sponsor the show Unloading Meat. And They'll be replaced soon. Anyway, back to the show. So anyway, yeah. So then I moved back to Tulsa, and uh, in Tulsa, COVID isn't a real thing. I yeah. don't know if you knew that. Like it's, in Oklahoma, well, apparently it's cured now. It's over. Well, that's what Biden says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In May. Yeah, yeah. It's like over in May. It's gonna be May. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be May. We're gonna Sorry, that was funny. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I set you up for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I came back here, just started doing comedy here, and <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, you know, at the beginning, when you're the new guy, and I know that you're kind of the new guy around right now. I am. Uh, when you're the new guy, you don't get booked on much shit. It's just kind of the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you do, you'll start getting booked a lot. But, you know. Hopefully you from this, I hope with the connections I'm making, though, that'll happen. Yeah, 100%. You know, you got to have the time. I yeah. mean, that's the first thing is, like, it's great to get booked, but you got to be able to go do 10 minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's got to be a funny 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's what gets you rebooked. Yeah. You know? Um. By the way, Cellar Dweller on Sunday, thank you. I know you weren't there, but you helped me like get on the list and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. how was it? Good. Yeah. I, I I had a great set. Yeah, I wore my Cellar Dweller shirt tonight. Shout out to Cellar Dweller. I love the Cellar Dweller. Yeah. I love that atmosphere. I've never been there, and like the atmosphere is great. I love it's the cool bar. Lights. Yeah. The it's a really cool bar. Nice. Yeah, Leon is a great guy. Uh, the bar manager, uh, her name is Saya. She's awesome, too. Uh, they really take care of us. We've been there a little over a year doing the mic, and... Uh, you know, no offense to any other mics because I love everybody in the yeah. scene. 
but I think it's the best mic in Tulsa. There's a couple that are right there, but it's, yeah. I think it's the best open mic in Tulsa. Uh, and I, you know, I love Tulsa Comedy Club's open mic too on Friday nights. Uh, I wish it could be a little more consistent, but yeah. you know, they book shows there and stuff. Shout out Tulsa Comedy Club, but the venue is cool. I love the venue. Yeah, right? it's it's a real stage. Yeah, you know, it's you know, we do shows there. You know, there's actual real shows that happen in that room, and so you're getting on a real stage. It's like doing the Looney Bin. I don't know if yeah. you've done the bin yet, but I did also it once great. like 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> we'll probably have to cross. Well, they're this. great now too, but they are. No, they really they are. And the girl that runs it, uh, Allie's, is super sweet. Um, they're good to. The I don't local know if scene. my material would be good with open mic because they have to be clean. And well, I, and, and we can crop this part. Yeah, it doesn't have to necessarily be clean. Um, you know, they don't want you to go up there and say fuck a hundred times, right? Yeah. Uh, but. It's PG thirteen, maybe even reaching into R. You know, just like, just as long as you're just not going up there and everything's a dead baby joke. You know yeah. what I mean? Or everything's a fucking rape joke. Sure. You know, uh, but that could be said about anywhere. Yeah. Like you know, even a cellar dweller. I don't want somebody coming up and doing fucking forty rape jokes because it's well, sure. It's not. Well, it's not uh, funny. it has to be tasteful. Yeah, everything has to be tasteful. Within, well, within reason, anything can be funny, and I believe that truly. Like, uh, cancel culture's bullshit. Yeah. You can work. do a joke about anything as long as it's funny. Well, and also cancel culture is just temporary. It's just a slap on the hand because eventually. Oh, I think so. We've been through this shit before. No matter who gets canceled, a year from now they're going to be in a movie. Their age is going to do something. I mean, it's going to be like, oh, we forgot. It just—it's all temporary. You're—you're you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. We're already seeing, you know, some of these canceled people come back. I mean, look at Lee, Louis. What Louis went through. Yeah. You know, Louis's back. That—that uh, that was a weird thing, anyway, because like. You know, no one said he didn't consensually ask. Yeah. He asked every woman, you mind if I play with myself in front of you? Yeah. At least he asked. It's the power dynamic thing that people talk about. That like That's a real iffy gray area that like people throw around that term power dynamic. It's sure. not like the Ned situation on Try Guys. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I know what Try Guys is. Uh, oh, yeah, I heard about that. He was sleeping with a coworker that was like- And he was married, right? He was married. Yeah. So he had an affair. I mean, that was the big part. Yeah, but he was sleeping with a coworker, and it was consensual. They were dating off the sides and everything like that. They, and got, she wouldn't... they got rid of him, though, right? He's yeah, gone. Yeah. He's gone. And they were like, because of the power power dynamic, this is just toxic behavior in our company, and we just don't condone yeah, the that. toxicity. Shit's bullshit, man. And uh, it's like if it's consensual, where is? I mean, I get he was her boss, but it's not like he was forcing her into it, and she was getting favors or anything like that. I think I probably have this like this Midwest attitude about shit in general. Yeah, like you know, uh, is there sexism? Yes, yes, you know, uh, but also, are, are you being sexist if you make a joke? Maybe not. No. It's kind of like that whole thing of uh, when we were growing up in school, fag used to be like uh, just a derogatory term. Yeah. It didn't mean like you were calling someone gay. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's like black people owned the N-word. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then the gay community owned, owned fag, and I'm good with that. Yeah. Like, I just don't use it anymore. Yeah. It's not to say I didn't. And does that make me a bad person because I did? No. I don't think so. No. I think it makes me just You've a grown. normal person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing in life, right? You got to grow. You got to grow. That's also like well, if you like watch old movies <laughs> like that and people are like, cancel this movie from the 70s. It's like you can't look at it from the lens of today. Like it was a different time, different sure. place. I mean, without with certain reasons. There's certain movies that like are really looking back are kind of bad yeah, we but. have a few trans people in the comedy community yeah. you know and uh and i'll fuck up on a pronoun every now and again but I, i'll catch it and yeah. i'll apologize and move on because i don't i per i i know that being a 42 year old white male like i'm in a certain demographic yeah 
but also all of those people. I You're don't a think very marginalized race. Yeah, but I also think that there's a lot, all those people that are, that are, I don't know, whatever, you know, LGBTQ, yeah. whatever. I think that they would know that I try to respect them the best. Oh, I can. sure. And, sure. and, uh, being a white male, I just do my best just not to be an asshole. That's yeah. the biggest thing about it, right? Well, it's kind of similar. Uh, on another episode, we talked about uh, Christian comedians, and I was like, "Some great ones." There's some great ones, and I have nothing against it. It's not my personal uh, uh, genre, but it's not something I have against it. But what I was getting at was they're usually the best. I would th- I would feel at a good Christian joke or of taking a good Christian joke sure. because they appreciate the effort and the talent and the skill. Sure. Of it. Well, and I'll tell you this, man. As a as a comedian, uh, clean comedy pays a lot better. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, you know, and uh, that's something that. Not a lot of people talk about, but uh, my highest paying gigs that I've ever made have been clean shows. And uh, and anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a clean comedian, uh, but having that clean has, you know, saved it. I did a... Uh, it gives I, you opportunities. Yeah, I did a show last summer for the uh, Frederick Douglass Women's Republican Convention in Oklahoma City. Uh, which, by the way, there was only one African American woman on the Frederick Douglass Women's Republican <laughs> Convention, which I thought was interesting. That's Oklahoma for you, yeah. But uh, you know, I did I did twenty minutes clean, and I came off, and someone called me. Uh, I, I had a friend with me that was sitting in the audience, and uh, after I came off, I went and sat down with him, and he goes, "I heard you described as risque," and I thought. Okay, if that's you know, I'll take risque. Yeah, with this uh, group of women, you know. So yeah, but clean pays better, bro. I will say so. If we're going back to my history, uh, like 15 years ago, I, tr- I did stand up. I tried it one t- or two times. Sure. At the Looney Bin, actually. Sure. And this could have been a different management. I'm not trying to do oh, anything. Hundred no. percent was yes. Okay, so I I don't even remember what my bit was. It had something to do with like Jesus on the cross, but like, what if he got a splinter or something like that? I don't even remember. It was 15 years ago. Yeah. But my friend who invited me was like, hey, they didn't like that. They don't want you back. Found out like years later that he was lying. He just, it wasn't even Looney Bin that did that. So like, I right. didn't, I don't hold a grudge on, a grudge on Looney Bin itself. It's just, that was honestly what You just didn't me. have a good experience the first yeah, time. Yeah, honestly, that devastated me so much. They kept me from comedy for about 14 years. Well, that's unfortunate. Because, yeah, like I stopped until last year. Well, dude, you got to know that. <laughs> and and again, that's this not is a cut personally. This business. And that's yeah. something that a lot of these people won't talk about. Yeah. This is a cutthroat business because, listen, dude, uh, and and I learned this pretty early on. Like, uh, my comedy's not for everybody. Yeah, and uh, there's people that think I'm hack. There's people that think I'm a meme comic. And again, I'm not nodding onto you to agree. No, no, you're, <laughs> you're good. You're good. People, that, I, even if you were, uh, there's people that call me a dad comic, and I'm good with all of these because uh, I don't do my comedy for comedians. Yeah, I do my comedy for the audience, and I know that I can go up and do a 40 minute set. And I know the ups and downs of it. I can ride the wave the whole way in. Uh, I know I'm going to get jokes all the way through my set. And uh, that everybody's going to laugh and have yeah. a good time. And uh, when I come off stage, people are going to say, hey, you're funny. That's all that matters to yeah. me. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And so that's why I just try to... There's comedians in the in the community that I don't love. But I still treat them with respect. Yeah. Because there's somebody out there that really loves their comedy. Yeah. Uh, there's comics that aren't comics that just go up there and that are just funny people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in my head, they're not comedians, but that doesn't mean that they're not funny yeah. to some people who really like them. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's all arbitrary, man. It's, it's, I mean, I've talked about it on another podcast too, is, you know, 
you may not like that joke, but the person next to you might have liked that joke, and the sure. person next to you on that side might have liked the joke, and just the energy is infectious. So you may not have personally agreed with that joke or that yeah. bit, but the next one might get you. Yeah, sure. And also the energy's keeping up. I don't know. I'm still new to all this, so I'm not trying to like preach. But no, 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 man, you're right. I mean, it's I had a really good friend that's a comedian who's uh, who I look up to and respect, and I consider a, a mentor to me in many ways. And she told me that uh, that whenever you're doing comedy, you do it for uh, and you. I had I had a joke that was kind of inappropriate towards women. It wasn't. It wasn't funny to women. Men thought it was funny, but women didn't. Sure. Uh, a little sexist. And uh, she said, you know, you doing that joke, and, you know, if you've got a table full of people, it's couples or whatever, if, the, if you do a joke and the woman laughs, the man's going to laugh. But if you do a joke and the man laughs, the woman's not necessarily going to laugh. So you have to make sure that your comedy works for women as well as men. Yeah. And so I just dropped the joke. Like, it's no big deal to drop one joke. It's not a problem. But it's part of this learning process that we go through. As comedians, you know, out of the shit that I was doing two years ago, you know, there's five jokes that I still do, uh, and I'm constantly writing all the time. So as I find something to put in one place, something else comes out. You know, if I'm doing a 20-minute set, I know what my 20 minutes is. I know what my 30 minutes is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's just about repetition. It's about stage time and just, you know, trying to get better. Yeah. You know, all the time. This episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by your favorite box delivery food service like HelloFresh or ButcherBox, but it could be, and honestly, it probably should be. Have you seen this guy? I'm a full-time fat ass, and honestly, if I had one of those subscriptions, I probably would lose quite a bit of weight because I, I've looked at the food, and it looks pretty damn delicious. I mean, all food looks delicious to me. That's kind of the problem, but if you want to stop these fake ads, make sure to reach out to your favorite company like HelloFresh and tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now, back to the show. Constantly uh, evolving. I will say, and I want to personally thank you for this. Um, I honestly wish I had the clip of, but I haven't figured finished that episode yet. Yeah, you come up quite a bit on episodes. Oh no, no, none in a good way. Um, as far as just everybody's very grateful for you and the community. Well, they're good people, man. You well, know, I well, really try to treat you everybody are. well. Um, well. Thank you. And what I'm getting at is, I, I talked at least that. two episodes. I know specifically, the first night I went out to your open mic, you changed my life. I hope you know that. Well, how's that? So. I went up, and that was the first time I had done it in a long time. I I did one before where Katie Styles hosted at the Tulsa Comedy Club. Oh yeah, yeah, Katie's sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Katie. She's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's hilarious. Really funny. Um, she's one of she's one of the best comedians in Tulsa. Yeah, I will say that also. Yeah, I love Katie a lot, and she's a dear friend of mine. Nice. I would love to have her on the show. I think she'd yeah. be awesome on here. Yeah, I, yeah, bring her out here, man. She's great. It, it'd help if you didn't live in BFE. Yeah, you know, I but. know. You know, it is what it is. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, it's all right. But uh, at the end of my set, or end of the show, you were like, hey, if I call your name, like those five names or whatever, come talk to us after the show. You know, I was one of the names. Yeah. That meant a lot to me, first oh, off. I thought you were funny. I, yeah. I didn't know anybody. I knew nobody. And also, I, I don't know if I told you personally, I suffer from a lot of depression and anxiety issues. Uh, so, like, I'm anti I think I've heard you bring it up. Yeah. I'm very... If I don't know anybody, I'm like was that the night that you came shows. out to the bar with us? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you invited me to the bar, and then I kind of Kevin Smith did it like Silent Bob and just stood on the brick wall. You did. Of the bar. Yeah. You did. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I assumed it's your first time out. You don't yeah. know anybody. That's I was smoking weed, trying not to have a panic attack. Yeah. You're just reading the room. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's I talk- a lot of people just like you in this community that are very. Uh, I mean, we're all broken toys. That's yeah. what I always say. We're all broken toys. We got something wrong with us. Yeah. All comedians have some kind of trauma. Yeah. Hundred percent. And you know. uh, 
the cuck that was here with Missy. Yeah. You know, God bless him. I know we didn't say his name during the episode, yeah. so I won't either. But, uh, but you know, he'll, he'd be the first to tell you all the problems that, that he's dealt with in his life, and he's the sweetest guy in the world. Yeah. Oh, you know? God, he's a sweetheart. And also, it was funny because he was here with Missy, and then the next night I went out to the cellar dweller, and he's the one hosting it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He filled in for, <laughs> he, he filled in for him, and JB filled in for And him. I had no idea who he was, didn't recognize him when he was over here. And then the next day, I go to the cellar dweller. I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> Yeah, he's been in the community for quite a while. Uh, you know, he's ex-military and things like this. But uh, really, you know, broken broken up here, but but has a heart of gold, man. Yeah. And I will say that about him. You know, like, and he knows he's broken in the head, too. I'm not saying anything he would not say out loud. So Shout yeah. out to Cuck. Shout out to yeah, Cuck. Yeah, no shit. But uh, uh, back to you on the, uh, the, at the colony. He was a colony. Yeah. Uh, I talked about this on the podcast, and I hope you don't mind. Oh, you're good. You, like brought me over embraced me and were like and like in, uh, introduced me to everybody yeah you were like hey uh to missy you're like hey this is jared he did an open mic tonight very funny yeah and you just went one by one you introduced me like that and dude that meant the world to me well, i hope that's... you know that how was you gonna meet everybody i get that but not everybody would do that i hope you understand um i will say i was very surprised at the community in the tulsa scene that more often than not they do do that in the tulsa scene everybody here has been so welcoming and inviting so far that i've met so you really did put that over the moon, and really, well, I really thanks, thank man. you. I appreciate that. I, I think you're a super good, good guy. So, and I think you're funny. And well, really, that's the key to like this whole comedy thing. Like, if you're funny, who gives a fuck about anything else, right? Yeah. Like, that nothing else really matters unless you're just an absolute asshole. Yeah. Uh, which there's uh, there's probably some of those around, but I just don't fuck with them. Yeah. It's not that even that I, it's not even that I hate them or anything else. I just don't fuck with them. Well, then even Joe mentioned that like you had told her about me, like you'd get you'd helped. She was like, she asked or something like that. Like, who is that guy? Yeah, it like came that. it came up somewhere in conversation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I told her that I thought you were cool and you hung out with us one night. And yeah. But thank you, man. It no really no meant problem, a lot. Man. And honestly, that night, I talked to Joe about it, or I talked to Missy about it. That night changed the entire direction of this podcast. Oh, yeah. So before that, COVID and trying to build up all this, it was like, how do I do a one-man podcast by myself in COVID? Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. Then it's yeah. also, who do you bounce off of? And then eventually I hired uh, on Craigslist my friend Stefano. He came in. He's not my friend. He's not yeah, the guy right who now. emailed me. Yeah. yeah. He does the editing and all that stuff. So that's where we kind of bonded a lot. He's still an asshole. I mean, he'll probably edit this or something like that. But <laughs> I don't think you're an asshole, buddy. I don't know you. So. <laughs> You'll meet him sometime. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, we talked. Uh, what was it? What was that talk about? Oh, so we were going to do a two-man podcast, just him back and forth. Like, he was going to be my Jamie from Joe Rogan. Oh, sure. Yeah. But even that was harder. So then I met you guys. You did such a cool thing for me at the Colony. I was introduced to Burlesque comedians oh, bands yeah. there's a lot man everybody at that colony show was there that night yeah and then you introduced me to everybody and it just kind of was like man there's such a good scene in tulsa i want to broadcast this i think there's a real opportunity here and i've heard this whispered around a little bit here lately i think there's an opportunity right now for tulsa to be the next to austin that's comes, what i feel when it comes to the the talent we have here not just not just comics Although we are, there is a very talented comedy yeah. community uh, in Tulsa. I Entertainment think, in general. Well, I think also you know we've got a uh, we've got all the movie shit that we're doing now too, yeah. and and all the incentives that the the state of Oklahoma is giving to these movie studios. I know there's a big movie studio, Prairie something down in Oklahoma City. Uh, we need to do that here in Tulsa yeah. too because I think we're we're more inclusive in Tulsa than Oklahoma City is. And I think a lot of that has to do with the size of Oklahoma City. It's I think it's one of the biggest cities in the nation as far as square footage. Like there's square miles. Yeah. And because it's so spread out, 
but in Tulsa, we're not that spread out. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do have the the sleeper communities. You know, Jinx and Broken, Broken Arrow, Arrow and Bixby and Owasso and you know all those. Yeah. Um, but I think Tulsa has a real opportunity to really blow up right now. We have right now, right now in Tulsa, there's there's three comedy clubs. You know, and uh, and I think there's an opportunity for all three of them to to have their niche. Yeah. You know, uh, I believe that Tulsa Comedy Club needs to really uh, lean on its Hispanic and African-American comedians because that's something the other two don't really service. Larry uh, Tibbs, right? Yeah, Tibbs. Tibbs just did the show there, right? Yeah, he filmed filmed a special special on Sunday and was really good. We were there. It was great. Uh, You know, and I do some booking for Tulsa Comedy Club. They treat they treat me like family over there. I would Uh, love to have them on here just to talk about how they got started in the comedy club and everything like that. Yeah. just any time. Talk to coach. Let's see what he says. You know, I because I, I just want to have people from Tulsa. I want well, to have the guy that that runs that. They own six places. Okay, so they own six different bars and the comedy club and two strip clubs and you know, but they're they're he's just a hard worker, man. And it's always been nice every time we've gone on in there. He's been very yeah. the whole staff. Everybody's been yeah, super they're very nice. cool people, man. They treat they treat people really well. And then we got Bricktown getting right open on top of Looney Bin. You know, uh, Bricktown is you know brings a listers in. Or at least what I would consider A-listers. And uh, Looney Ben brings in the second tier. And there's nothing wrong with that yeah. at all. Uh, I don't want to in any way think that I'm talking down about Looney Ben because Looney Ben's been great to me too. Um, but I think Bricktown's got a real opportunity. Uh, I know for sure like David Tell's already booked for a weekend here. Like, nice. He, yeah. That's my favorite comedian. Uh, David Tell's a, a killer, man. He's, 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 he's one of those goats, man. He's one of those guys that's like on the Mount Rushmore yeah, comedy. Agreed. You know? And honestly, Insomniac was a huge influence on me. Uh, that's honestly like phase show. two of our show is I would love to do like after we do shows and stuff like that. And go out. Go out. But also like go to like vintage stock and stuff like that. And like, there's a lot of comedians that like collect and like are into horror and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's go to a vintage stock and let's just like film it and let's chalk it and let's see what you guys collect in this chat. Better than that, go to vintage toy mall. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. But just Better add, than stuff. if we go to traveling places, you know, like different towns, stuff like that. Sure. If comedians want to come hang out, let's record it. Let's talk about what you guys hang out with, collect what it's your house like. Just, oh yeah, man. I would love to do a 2023 version of like Insomniac, but around Tulsa. That was a great show. Uh, he did a lot of fun stuff, but I'm it a was re- so ahead of his time. Yeah, I'm a big fan. He's great. Uh, but I just feel like that there's a there's a real opportunity here for us to really blow up. Agreed. We have a lot of uh, local bars that really support the scene too. You know, yep. Cellar Dweller. And uh, you know, there's there's 20 of them. I don't want to get into naming them all because it's it's not fair. But sure, and you then know, you're also going to leave someone out. Sure, or forget. Sure, yeah. but there's some great ones uh, out there that are great and supportive. And yeah. also, you know, I said there's three comedy clubs. I guess there's a fourth one too because there's one in Broken Arrow that just opened up. I too. heard about that. I started following uh, them. I haven't go, been out there yet. Go laugh or go something. Yeah, it's G E A U X. Yeah, that. go. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the owner the owner of that place reached out to me too. I mean, you know, there's. If if you're funny, there's a stage for you. Yeah, here, and uh, you don't have to go far. Hell, there's even the people like uh, shout out to the Sesh Lounge people. Oh, yeah, they started doing their open mics on Thursdays, and like they've been super supportive of the Tulsa Comedy Club. Yeah, like they're that. great, man. They came out. Uh, we did a fundraiser for a local comic, uh, Bo Orcutt, who uh, uh, has uh, testicular cancer, and they came out and donated uh, donated money to. They matched the they matched the uh, the, the comedy club. They yeah. matched what the club gave, and then you know we took donations and stuff too. You know, made him a few hundred bucks uh, just to help out, man, because yeah. he's he's not able to work, you know, because he's going through chemo. So that's another thing, man. Like other places, I just don't know if they do that, yeah. and that's not the first fundraiser that's happened for yeah. Bo. Nor do I think it will be the last. You know, this is a ongoing thing. You know, this well, will t- take a little while. Well, 
to get back to like how supportive and welcoming this community has, I only know maybe a handful of people so far in the Tulsa community. Sure. I had my rec last week. You saw the cards, stuff yeah. like that. Comedians reached out to me, the people on Instagram that checked on me more than some of my oldest friends. Yeah. Already they were like, Are you okay? Yeah. Because they knew I was gonna be on the show like Thursday and Friday and stuff like that. Like Yeah. Like, I don't know, it just already people have been so welcoming here and I just I love this community. I think as long as you continue to respect people, they'll respect you. Yeah. You know, and so. I want to continue to put out good energy. I really feel like I want to pay it forward. So I want everybody that wants to be an entertainer, podcaster, YouTuber, oddity, stand up, come on the show. Sure. Anybody We've from Tulsa? got some fun people in yeah. Tulsa too that are different. And then, yeah. like, uh, do you watch Reservation Dogs or have ever heard of it? I, heard I of know it. what it is. I, it's, it, unfortunately, I have not watched it, okay. but I've heard it's very good. Um, and I know people that have been on the movie. Huge, on the Im- show. huge influence to me. Because, like, yeah. I was like, that dude's from Tulsa. Yeah, and he's Sterling, making Sterling, Archer, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do know him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I just haven't seen the show. Yeah, really? That doesn't mean I don't, I don't, yeah. That guy, him and Bobby Lee are, him and Bobby, Bobby Lee, Lee. <laughs> are huge inspiration to me. Bobby Lee, I will honestly say. Bobby Lee al- is a crazy person. Bobby Lee kept me alive. Because, He's a crazy um, person. Tiger Belly, I was just some dark shit. Yeah. And his talk about sexual assault in the past and like how he found stand-up afterwards sure. and stuff, very similar to my story. Yeah. So that, when my wife left me and all that shit happened, Tiger Belly saved my life. Right. So when Katie I, saved my life. My girlfriend saved my life, so I get it. Also, I got to say, first time I met her, she was another person that put her arm around me. Like, hey, welcome to here and stuff like that. She's the greatest. Katie's man. awesome. Yeah, she's the greatest. I know how blessed I am. Yeah, so, you are. You are. Um, she's she's awesome. She she's everything I'm not, and yeah. which is what you look for. I yeah. guess, you know. Yeah. Well, we me and we had Castro and Joe Miller on here, and yeah, those, that the couple best, is crazy. And just awesome. I remember I when he was clicked. crushing on her. I remember when she was with this other dude that was a little skinny piece of shit. Like, I mean, Castro. Uh, I love Castro. Let me say that, Sean, which <laughs> which he hates. He's gonna hate that I said that. <laughs> I love Shout him. out Sean. I love him to death. Uh, but Sean. Joe's my little sister. Joe Joe was family to me before I knew Castro. Uh, and Castro became family to me, too, separately. And then they got together. So I remember when both of them were fucking other people. But, you know, <laughs> uh, they're they're great together, and they both have made e- each other better. Yeah. You know? And that's what I was getting at between you and Katie was, like, I could see the similar thing was just, like, you guys have really good energy, and you just seem like a great couple together. We do our best, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I, the thing is, I think that, especially being a little bit older, man, it's like, I just don't fight. Like, I'm not, I'm past that. Yeah. So, like, if there's something that she's upset about, well, let's just, let's just fix the problem. Yeah. Whatever that problem is. Uh, you know, and she supports uh, me being a comedian because she knows that in the long run, it'll pay off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't make much money That's a right good now. woman, man. Yeah. She's, she's fucking great, man. She supports, she knows if I wasn't good at this. If I if I wasn't constantly progressing, then it wouldn't work. Yeah. But I do constantly progress. So that's why it works, because I continue to work harder on it constantly, all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we got on that subject to tangent for either, I but I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about her. Well, you brought her up because of how she was, how, how she's supportive as well. Yeah. And she is. She loves everybody too. Yeah, and she'll tell you uh, this is my favorite thing that she does. Is she says I hate comedy, but whenever you go to a comedy show and Katie's there, she laughs the loudest. Yeah, so super I think supportive. I think it's super funny that I, she hates comedy. By the way, every joke that I've ever told her that I've written, she hates it. Really? Yeah. Until I say it on stage in front of a room full of people that laugh, and then she decides it's funny. <laughs> but it's that's fine. Yeah, 
That's to be expected. That's yeah. why I, she's not the one I bounce She'll my jokes off She'll make you better, of. man. Well, I'm not going to bounce my jokes off of her, you know? Yeah. I'll read them to her, but I don't write the jokes for her. You know yeah. what I mean? I had to learn that the hard way with my roommate because he's a, a very just black and white, stoic kind of dude. And yeah. I'll tell a joke, and I'm waiting for it, and he'll just look at you like, are you done? Uh, that was it? Oh, that was it? Oh, oh yeah. And my, I'm just crushed. <laughs> sure, of course. Of so I've learned to kind of just stop that. <laughs> also, like... I mean, you know, you've done some mics, man. Like, yeah, there's nothing rougher than a room full of comedians. Yeah, that's why I always tell everybody, like, uh, you have to use those mics, man. They're your gym. Yeah, you know, like, if I was like some buff motherfucker, I'd be at the gym every day working out. Uh, but I'm not. I'm I'm in a comedy club yeah. telling fucking jokes, and uh, and you try to make them better and better. So it's not about the first the first joke. It's about you know how what the joke ends up being yeah so it's not necessarily how you wrote it it's what it turns into uh, i talked to castro i'm gonna get it my next tattoo is my favorite word now is iteration okay just, we were just talking about like your, your third iteration of the joke yeah, yeah like just you're constantly iterating on the on the idea and it's kind of like you're always it's, learning too it's evolution yes I mean, yeah and i just that word kept coming on as we were working on what this show was going to be yeah and it's just that word iteration just kept coming up so much that now it's drilled into me so that's why i want a tattoo it's your just... 15th iteration of the show yeah yeah I this got has you. been a lot of different things sure i get it uh i get it i mean that's how that's how it goes man but this is how 2023 is it's it's make it or break it i've put everything into this the podcast the stand up the house is paid off the car's paid off i'm divorced uh everything in here good is gonna you. be this good for you being divorced i'm proud of you <laughs> twice Twice divorced, though. Two, twice divorced, two times survivor of suicide. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you a survivor of suicide? I'm a failure. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was thinking. I don't think I was like survivor's the right word. Well, I talked about if I tried a third time, that's why I say fat, so the rope will break. Uh, I don't. Were, were you actually trying to kill kill yourself, or were you reaching out for help? Both. Okay. All right. Um, it was pills and alcohol. Like I don't care if I wake up the next morning, kind of thing. This just got dark. It really got dark. Yeah, we're gonna be on BET soon. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so dark behind behind the podcast. Oh, I was just saying it's so dark it was black. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you were being racist. I got it. Yeah, just we'll cut that yeah, part out. Yeah, bro, I get it. Uh, subtle racism is hilarious. There's nothing wrong with racism. No. Uh, that's a direct quote from Roscoe, guys. We'll put that right. on social media. Straight Roscoe, from, straight from nothing Oklahoma. wrong with racism. We cured racism just like Biden cured COVID, guys. Yeah. Well, it's not cured. It's cured. May. That's, oh yeah. Yeah, it's almost cured. It's almost cured. Well, I mean, I can delay this episode so that way you don't have to worry about your wedding at all. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what are we going to do with this shit, man? Fucking, uh, I hate politics, yet I, I love it. I love politics, yet I hate them. Well, because it's just genuine com- uh, material well, it's, for it's us. Such, it's so fucking divisive, <laughs> man. It's so divisive. I know. You I know, have- I, have, I have a lot of, uh, a lot of political jokes, and uh, I say very few of them at, yeah. at, at, at shows. Uh, I'll do them at uh, open mics. There's a time and place for point things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I got a show this weekend at the VFW. You know, I'm not doing no, I'm not doing no fucking Trump jokes there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not getting it Star Lord. There's a Trump mask inside of it. Oh, is there? Yeah. God, that poor poor Star Lord. Well, uh, well, it had been because I bought the mask and then I tried to put it on that mount and there's nothing in between, so it just falls through. So I had to have something to put in the mask. And my dad had a Trump mask for Halloween just as a joke one time. And I, he threw it to me, and I was like, oh, that works perfectly for the See, hair. Dude, I get why people like Trump. Yeah. I don't like him, yeah. but I get why people do. Uh, you know, I, I understand that uh, there's a lot of people who are sick of uh, this, you know, this woke society. I understand. Yeah. Uh, even being 
fairly woke myself. I hate it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I just, I don't do hatred. Yeah. I just don't do it. Yeah. Like it's, I, I'm over that. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking adult. That's kind of where I'm at now. Um, I have some family members I don't talk to anymore because of, I, I recently came out. Oh, okay. So, and that congratulations. Kind of Thank you. Um, but that kind of shit is like, I don't want to, ha- I don't need your love if it has an asterisk on it. Like, oh sure. yeah, like, oh yeah, we, we want to be around you and stuff, but could you not mention any of that? And also we're just sure. uncomfortable with that part. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really need that part. And we kind of blow, we had to blow up at Thanksgiving as you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, that's Thanksgiving. as tradition. Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> that's Oklahoma Thanksgiving. So I think. that's kind of where I'm at now is like anybody that is like, oh yeah, I love you. But with an asterisk, I'm like, yeah, I don't really need it. It's cool. Like we're good. Yeah. I have a transgender cousin too. That's, that's had some problems with the family and I get it. Like it's, it just sucks. Like, yeah. You can't pick your family though, nope. bro. And that's the thing. Like I go by choices. Can't. I go by character, stuff like that. And that's sure. how I make my decisions on who I want to hang out with. Um well, we're not gonna name names, but the person that married in that we don't talk to any I don't talk to anymore is one of those person people that like was the anti vax that was so proud that was like Oh yeah. Yeah. I had to make my whole company evacuate the co- the place so I can go and sign paperwork because all those sheep didn't or took their shots. Yeah, yeah, my my daughter uh has never been vaccinated. She's an anti vaxxer. Uh and Whatever. Yeah. Like I just I don't but, care. But when he when he But don't don't whine to me if yeah. you get COVID. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just don't whine. Oh yeah, they got sick of shit one time and I was laughing my ass. Yeah, out. I got you know, I, I've gotten three. I think I still probably need one more, but I've gotten three shots. It's like fuck it, man. Like if it keeps me from getting Katie sick, Katie has autoimmune diseases. Yeah. So if it keeps me from getting her sick, that's all I care about. Yeah. Cause I spend five nights a week in bars or comedy clubs or you know, fucking venues with that have a lot of people in them like this is what i do for a living i don't want to get other people sick yeah plus i know i've had it at least twice and uh i didn't have to go to the fucking hospital for yeah. it because i was vaccinated yeah i just didn't feel good for two or three days yeah. and i'm and, better and plus i have perfect 5g coverage <coughs> yeah no shit right <laughs> so do my neighbors um yeah. Yeah. even with a tin roof yeah figure that shit up yeah thanks biden thanks elon oh yeah thanks yeah. elon i think too. elon did it or Bill Gates, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> with a lot more money than we got. Yeah, something, something, Amazon, Dick Rocket. Right. This episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by your favorite male enhancements, such as Blue Chew or whatever other names they have. I really don't know anything about the products. I don't. I obviously don't take them. Um, This guy over here, Stefano, does, right? You take them? Which one do you take? You don't? What do you mean you don't? Obviously, you t- you don't need. Wow. Um. I'm just sorry, guys. I'm I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm just really more impressed that he's he actually got laid. Um. If you're tired of these fake ads, make sure to reach out to your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now back to the show. You know. Yeah. But also, you also know, even on open mic nights, how to carry on a show, because I've seen you, like, like Joe Miller came in uh, on Friday, yeah, and they came in, and they, they did some spots they weren't even planning on. Right. And just, like, I think that was, like, the third time you were like, oh, and our final guy is going to be this. Yeah. But you just know when people come in, and you were very generous, and also you just knew how to keep the energy up and close the show with a bang. Yeah, I mean... So props I, to you, man. I, I'm glad to say. see. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm glad to see these people coming back out, man. Because Joe, Joe and Castro have been busy, man. Yeah. They haven't really been out doing stuff lately. Well, they got they, married. They got too. married, and 
and uh, she's changed jobs. And they don't need to see this fat ass. They had Kevin Smith. Yeah, they just had a lot of they had a lot of <laughs> shit going on, man. This is they're super busy in Castro Rouse's rap league, rap battle league. So they're super busy. So it's good to see him, man. I uh, I miss uh, some people in the community that just kind of drop off for a little while. It happens. Yeah. I mean, it just happens. Real like, life gets in the way yeah. sometimes. I mean, nobody's yeah. faulting you. It's like, you know, there's probably a uh, hundred people in Tulsa right now that would identify as comedians, right? Yeah. And out of that, there's probably 20 that are good comedians. And uh, out of that 20, there's five that are going to make it out of here. You know, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be on fucking TV. Sure. That just means that they're going to be road comics or yeah. whatever. And, uh, you know, the ones that are going to make that are the ones that put in the fucking effort and put in the work and are, are constantly striving and pushing for Agreed. new things. Agreed. And uh, that's why I'm that one of those people that is going to make it out of here because I work my fucking ass off. You do. And it, and, it shows. It and, really well, does you show. have to. You, you fucking have to, dude. If this is what you want to do, you have to push. Well, dude, you inspired me, man. Oh, yeah, there's no quit, man. I mean, yeah, I'm a fat fuck, but uh, there's no <laughs> quit in me. Not just in the obesity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do like to eat, man. I did tell you I stopped at McDonald's on the way here. Ah. Uh, had to get some chicken nuggets see, in my blood. I had to stop eating. I can't eat McDonald's anymore. Uh, I had my gallbladder out like 10 years ago. Oh, no. Nice. McDonald's fucks with me hard. Like, I get super sick when I eat McDonald's. Something about whatever's in it. Just... I became lactose intolerant in the last two years. Where the fuck's that come from? <laughs> I love milk, and now now it just makes me fart. I don't know, bro. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what I've got coming up, man. And, you know, we always, like, this summer's just going to be super busy. Like, uh, I'll be down in, in Texas uh, at the Addison Improv at some point. Uh, Freaking the Cave um i'll be doing the blue room in springfield missouri i'm sure i'm going to be going back to duluth like you just you just take the shit as it comes man yeah and and you just I, I, there's no breaks with me so you just have to keep keep doing it and keep writing uh, i hope by uh hope by the fall maybe early early uh early winter i plan on uh filming my first special so nice man well you get it on you get it out and, and then you start over yeah you know, and you start on some new shit. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to do. You know, like I've been doing the same material for, well, not, you know, with, I've been work polishing the same material for two years. Yeah. And once it's, you know, you only polish a turd so much, man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, get that shit on tape and, and then move on and start the new shit. Yeah. Like, I that's really want it takes. I really want to be a student of the craft. We talked on another episode of that. Like, I want to be the guy that's like on the open mics. I'm the first one there, last one there. I want to watch every set. I want to see timing. I want to. I want to study. I want to learn. I think that's important to do too. You have a lot of people coming to open mic, and once they go up, they're out the door. And, yeah, uh, not just for the that's not supportive. Number one, uh, but number two, like you may miss out on some really great shit yeah. that might inspire you. Yeah, to write something else, uh, especially something if you're gonna riff on them or something later on or something like that. They're in the sure. crowd. And dude, and I think that like most of the people in the community would be happy with the tag. Yeah, you know, like if you found, you heard a joke and you think, oh. This would be funny to tag on the end. Yeah. Fucking give him the tag, man. I, <laughs> I hope she's okay with this. Missy, uh, the cellar dweller, was talking about Brendan Fraser and the, the whale. Yeah. And she, like, I had a bit about Brendan. I look like the, you know, the guy that Brendan Fraser trying right. to trade to get an Oscar. Right. And she was going on this thing and like people like talking about how, I don't want to spoil her bits or anything, but she was just basically like the people that were anti him because he was portraying a fat guy. He wasn't actually a fat person. It's pretty he, fat, but okay. But he was putting a fat suit. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh right, it a wasn't, fatter suit. Gotcha. Yeah. They wanted a real fat person, not somebody in a fat suit for. Uh, What's the whole it? getting mad about for inclusion and shit. shit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then she's like, "I don't care if he's not real fat." And I just shouted out, "I go, he's trans fat." That's funny. Fucking yeah. just kill the whole fucking yeah, room. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, it just worked. 
Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, love grab that, that tag. Yeah, grab yeah, that tag. Yeah, I'll tell her grab that tag because that's funny. But I don't. I just. I also being so new to the scene, I don't ever don't want to overstep and step on somebody's toes. And I don't know where that. Line at an is open. Yet. At an open mic, it's kind of tough to do. I yeah. Mean, just as long as you're not talking over somebody. But I also knew her too, so it was okay. You know, I don't want. I still learn sure. those lines. A cellar dweller, I sit there at the open mic, and uh, I always have my microphone right. I mean, right here. So if somebody says something and I have a tag for, it, I'll throw it in the middle of their fucking set. I don't give a shit. Nice. They don't like it. Fuck them. Uh, they're just gonna say fuck you shut up anyway so you know that's what i'm doing i'm just being funny it's yeah. what I, it's what we do so so was she a hooker or prostitute sex worker i'm not trying to shame i'm just more curious she wasn't you went on a date how the fuck are you getting laid and how the fuck are you not needing a company like Blue Chew, who, coincidentally, is not sponsoring today's episode of Unloading Meat? But they could be. They could be. If you're tired of these fake ads, make sure to reach out to the, your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor this show. Now, back to the episode. Hey, dude. Uh, I'm glad that you came out to that mic. It's a fun mic. We're going to do it this week, too. Uh, I'll be out. Uh, but this is Super Bowl, so we're going to start a little late. Okay. Just because I want everybody to be able to watch Super Bowl if they True. want to. So, uh, but yeah, man, that's a great mic because Cepeda and I work really well together. Uh, this is another one of those things like I know that my comedy is not Cepeda's comedy, and Cepeda's comedy may not be my comedy, but together we work well together, and we're both supportive of each other. Uh, and I think that that's the real key in this whole fucking community, man. Is like, regardless, like if I didn't like your comedy, that doesn't mean I can't support you. Let's yeah. just fucking support each other. That's what like, this that's is so what hard. I want this to be. I want yeah, this to be a hub for Tulsa comedy. I want everybody to be able to grow here, show your stuff, yeah. get out here. I'm only going to grow if you guys grow and vice versa. I want to be able to like grow all Tulsa. Nobody knows how difficult it is to do comedy until you try to get on stage and do it. Man. Yes. And uh, yes, there are the very, very few and far between that are, that are naturally yeah. good at it. But there's so few and far between. We all work so hard at this. And it, it's so crazy to do these shows. And, you know, my favorite is after a show, somebody comes up to you and uh, and you're not the headliner. And they say, man, you're better than the headliner. That's like, it's the best feeling in the world. I hope to one day get that. And, you know, and I always just tell them, like, I, you're humbled by it, too, though, because you're like, I know how funny the headliner is. And they just like my comedy more, yeah. which once again is completely hundred percent. Okay. Um, you know, 40 year old white people are going to love my comedy. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. what it is. Uh, you know, and if I've got a 25 year old black guy that I'm, that's my headliner and they didn't like his comedy. Well, that's just cause they just didn't like his comedy. Yeah. You know, I know this guy's funny. Yeah. So it's kind of like, a, a, uh, going into this going to my stand-up you know i'm on youtube i'm looking research on like old stand-up clips george carlin stuff like that i'm just sure. like i'm always trying to research and learn sure I, i'm trying to take this seriously i hope you see that sure uh one of the best clips i don't even remember who said it i may have been uh andrew santino lately on one of his podcasts or something like that but he was saying like santino people were always like man that person in front of me crushed and now i'm like god i gotta follow that don't ever be like that just be like man they crushed great stuff thank you for warming up the room for me like look at a different completely different view and be excited that the place is laughing and you're bringing something different to the energy already being up. I don't know. That's why he, his right. take was on it. And yeah, like, sure. to me, that was like, Oh, that just clicked in my head of like, sure, sure, bro. And I can, don't know if you know, it's Friday. I tried to really embrace that. Like, yeah, you kill an audience too. Like just as easy as you can grab, grab onto somebody yeah. else's energy. 
You can kill it. Yeah. Too. But uh, I really tried to like think that and keep in my mind when you guys were just like, hey, you're up next. I was like, dude, whatever energy he's bringing, I'm like, I'm just going to be like happy. Yeah. And I instead of like being down because he crushed it, and I'm nervous. I tried to just embrace and like ride the wave. That's what, you, yeah, that's what you have to do. Yes. Because if you have somebody that's, uh, man, it's really weird. Like, uh, if you do comedy shows, um, like, like, especially stuff where it's like a showcase where you have multiple people, like usually five, six, seven people, something like that. Sometimes you get some crazy ones in Tulsa, have like 10 or 11. But anyway, <laughs> you know, when you have that many people, I always feel like your best spots are your first spot and your, and your last spot. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't want to go first, but I'm like, that's the best spot, man. Yeah. Like either first or last, Set like the mood and you're not going to be good enough for last. So yeah. being first is your best spot then yeah. because you are, you're setting the energy. If, as long as you know, your jokes are funny. Yeah. That's all that matters. You yeah. get in there and do your jokes with confidence. People are going to fucking laugh. It's very funny. And it's also very similar. I know you're not into wrestling, but I really try to take a pro wrestling approach to my comedy. Sure. As far as pro wrestlers. I used say. to be man. Attitude era. You know, late 90s, WWF, yeah. you know, was my shit. But that's a long time ago. If you ever, ever dabble, I would really give AEW a shot. Cause it's I've more, heard a lot it's, of good it's things It's more like it. attitude. And it's, they don't treat people like idiots. The storylines make sense. It's sure, like I knew, like, Jericho was involved yep. with it and stuff. Like, I'm aware of it. I know CM yep. Punk's in it. Yeah. I know some of the guys that just, part of the problem is I just don't have time, dude. Yep. Like, I'm just so fucking busy. Like, yep. and I, I, your buddy, uh, TJ? Uh, AJ. AJ. Uh, you know, you guys are talking a lot about all the TV shows and shit you watch. I've got all that shit that I watch with Katie too. You know, like Yellowstone and yeah, and we'll, you know, we just finished Walking Dead last week because we were waiting for the last season to come out. Blah sure. blah blah. But yeah, I mean, like there's shows and shit we watch. I got her watching through Sopranos with me. Nice. She's never Classic. seen Sopranos. And uh, yeah, you know, I introduced her. We watched Game of Thrones, like all these things. I show I I, I bring up Game of Thrones with, with, when I talk about AEW because they do long term story, storytelling. So like some yeah, of their, you said like two year yeah, storylines. Yeah, and, so like yeah. it's very like Game of Thrones when you talk about storylines on that. That's it's kind of similar. Yeah, and uh, God, oh, Last of Us is so good. Yeah, yes, I heard you guys talking about that. It. It's really good. What did you think of the third episode? It was probably one of me personally as a buy man. Yeah, that it made me ball. It was like, a. Uh, it was very touching. Well, to what me. I like is that, like, like you could never watch that show, right? Yeah. But you could just take that episode out, and it could just, like, you you could watch a movie about that episode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't, I don't have a PlayStation. I've, always, I've been an Xbox guy. So, Last of Us was one of those games that I always wanted to play because it, uh, yeah. it was an exclusive. I'm replaying it right now as I play, watch the show every. So week. I've went through, and I've watched, the all the cutscenes, like because you know they put them together like yeah. a movie on YouTube. So I've watched all the cutscenes of the both Last of Us and Last of Us Two. So now I know. And you like, see I how know what the matter that game is. Well, like, also, and I see how they changed it because that that guy wasn't. I, he was I already uh, Frank was already dead in the game. Yes, but they didn't say that they were together. They kind of alluded to it a little um, bit. It's, but, it's a letter. Yeah, I yeah. saw the letter. Yes, yes. So back then, I mean, you got to remember that game was made in 2013. Yeah. So, so even back then, pretty progressive because yeah. even Ellie was lesbian in that. Uh, they even talk about she's gay. In the, in the yes, show. yes, I knew that. Yeah, I knew uh, that in the two, she's yeah, she comes out as a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, but there's even a prequel part of that game uh, where they talk about her first experience with a girl and stuff like okay. that. Um, but again, that was two gay stories in a 2013 game. Yeah, in a triple A PlayStation first title. Yeah, that so that held a game. lot of uh, accolades for like just the LGBT community and all that stuff. You so, do Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I'm but hard- so like Ballad of Gay Tony is yeah. super good and. And and super like like it sounds like it's gonna be like bad, but if you play through it, it's yeah. it's really a good story. Uh, it's kind of like Kevin Smith's content. He always adds a little bit of gay stuff in there because sure. he has a gay brother. Yeah. Um. And a bear. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love I love Kevin, man. He's the he's the best. I my bucket list. I want to meet him. I, I spot you will if you want to. You will because he's everywhere. You know, I'm Kevin makes himself accessible to the fans, which I appreciate. Well, one of my biggest regrets is during COVID when I was at the height of like scared shitless to come out of my house and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I used to do pan, uh, used to do karaoke. That was my outlet before stand up. Yeah. Was karaoke was on the stage. I had fun doing karaoke. Sure, I was singing. I was performing. COVID changed all that to where I was having panic attacks. And the last time I tried to do karaoke with my wife, now my ex-wife, I had a panic attack just signing up. Like, that's how bad I was. And that's now you can see where I am on stage. Sure. So, uh, what were we getting at? What were we on the subject of? Uh, You're talking about Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. I want to meet him because my biggest regret right now is I was too scared to go meet Jess- Jason David Frank at a con in Tulsa. Oh, yeah, he was at my buddy's. At and he Brady's died. And yeah. I have a Green Ranger tattoo on my arm. Yeah. Tommy, like, Power Rangers was a huge thing for me. And my yeah, because regret- you're just that age difference to where yeah. Power Rangers would have been. I was been. five whenever they came out, and Tommy Oliver was my hero. Yeah, so, like, I uh, I graduated high school in 98. So, like, I, that, was, that was a little too. Yeah, that was 93. Yeah, so, like, I was 13. I was into. Yeah. I wanted to touch girls' tits, you know. <laughs> That's what I was into at that age and playing playing sports. Oh, don't so. worry. I jerked off to Kimberly years later. Uh, is that the Pink Ranger? Yeah, she's oh, hot okay. as shit. Right. Yeah, but, I just, I'm not aware of them, but I have a friend that's around your age that's also super into uh, Power Rangers. I just don't, I don't know anything about them. You know what I mean? So, so, like, when Kevin Smith was fat and he had his heart attack sure. and he almost died, that was like, oh, shit, I still haven't met him. That was like, oh, my God, I really, yeah. I, I don't know the guy. It's kind of like wrestling with Eddie Guerrero or somebody died. Yeah. Like, you don't know them, but vicariously, you've kind of grown up with them. Sure. sure. So, like, you care about them in a way, even though you've never met them. Sure. Ron Williams died. I bawled like a baby. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, Louis Anderson. I, we talked about yeah, that Louis with uh, Missy. I was bawling because Life of Louis is a huge influence on me. Yeah. Louis is a, a great fucking show, and uh, he's a great guy, and that the cartoon yeah. was so good. And But, like, when he died, but when Jason David Frank died, it was a like huge regret. I still have it that I never got to meet him or yeah. shake his hand or tell him that. Good, but you're... But your anxiety kept yeah. you. Yeah, and so yeah. I don't want to have that happen with the stand up with Kevin yeah. Smith. Anybody, I want them on the show. So like Sterling Harjo, yeah. Bobby Lee, I want this to get a big enough to where I have them on here, and I just tell them how personally, kind of like I told you today, how thankful and grateful I am for oh, inspiring me. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, you know, I people tell me that shit, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just being me. This is yeah. who I am. So, but you're real, man. And then honestly, I think that's going to work for you in the long I, run. I scared, I scare a lot of people whenever I first came in the scene. They're like. This guy's really not this nice. I know, you know, they they thought it was all bullshit, but you know, two years in or whatever, I'm still the same person. They're yeah. like, all right, okay, just who he is. Well, and honestly, like I said, you've helped me launch this because just your verbal confirmation to people, like, yeah, give me a, a what do you call it? A you vouch for me. Yeah, sure. Has helped me launch this. Yeah, this is cool, man, and I'm glad that people are coming out to support you. I'm glad that. The locals are, you know, latching onto you. That's good. Yeah, and I want to pay it back. I want to support them. I want to get they're all good their people, names out man. here. Uh, we talked about the who uh, at Looney Bin. Who is running Looney Bin? Uh, uh, Allie is the manager there. I thought you had a different. Uh, you had a. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking. Uh, Tulsa Comedy Club is coach. Stellar Dweller. Uh, that's Saya. Saya. I was, okay, the name's Saya. Uh, we don't have to say names or anything. But what I was getting at was back with like how we talked Tulsa Comedy Club. I would love to have the people that have those venues. Yeah. To even eventually come up here and like show their brand, like why they got into it, what sure. their brand is, and like just promote their venues for comics to see where they can go. So you went to Cellar Dweller? Yes. Did you use the bathroom Cellar Dweller? Not yet. I saw it. You see uh, the mirror? No, I just saw the bucket when I threw my beer in whenever I was drinking it. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a famous uh so you, you TikTok, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um there's a TikTok out there of some girl walking into the bathroom at Cellar Dweller and on, right above the toilet. 
is a uh, bus mirror. Yeah. That like flips down, and I mean it's there for you to do coke off of. That's what oh, the mirror okay. is there for. And the girl walks up to it. And she's like, "Oh, look, they have this this mirror here, so that you can look at yourself from a different angle." I mean, like, I don't know if she, I don't know if she really didn't know, like, because in the video, at the video, like, she just kind of sounds like she may not really know what it is, right? Yeah. But it's got seven million views or something. Jesus Christ! Holy yeah. crap! Man. Yeah, on TikTok. Shout and, out Cellar Dweller, yeah, man, so for TikTok. So it's super funny that they have that there. Yeah, I, I, I love Cellar Dweller. I love Cy. I love uh, uh, Leon. They're it's a great bar. It's a cool bar and. The thing is, it's the best. The reason I say it's the best comedy bar, man, it's real simple. It's got low ceilings. There's not, there's not one TV. There's not a fucking jukebox. There's not a pool table. There's not a dartboard. There's a bar, and there's a light shining in your face, and there's a microphone. And it's all red light. When I, I don't know yeah. if it's red light every time there, but it was red. It's light always red. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, like I was getting the comedians in a photo room or something. The comedians more or less sit on the far side. In the booths, uh, yeah, on the far, like the on your right, if you were standing yeah. on the stage, on your right, and on the left side, uh, is where everyone else sits. So you play to the left side, you get some jokes back here. You know, you had something good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what. That's why it's such a good fucking room. I just had a meeting with her yesterday. And, really? Uh, we're just you know, working on some shit going forward. But, uh, you know, I know that they're super thankful for us. Uh, you know, we've really helped boost their sales on on Sundays. But we're super thankful for them for giving us a great room. I love the room. And treating us well. Like, and like I said, I was the first time I was there was Sunday, and man, it blew me away. It felt so intimate and great. It was my first club besides the Tulsa Comedy Club, personally. And listen, dude, and if Looney you Man. go in there and, you're, and you don't drink, because there's some people in the scene. There's a lot of people that dry January. There's yeah. some people that just don't drink at all. You go in there, and you don't drink. You get a fucking pop. They don't even charge you for it or water or whatever. They don't care. Like it's not about that. I mean, yes, they need to make money, but. They're supportive of us, yeah. and there's just not enough of that out there. Well, and they, I, I get, from what I saw, too, they also know that most comics are pro- fucking broke. <laughs> and there's a lot of us, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're we're struggling a, to make it, man. There's a bar in Tulsa that I used to do a mic at, and uh, I won't say any names, uh, but they wanted me to hit $1,500 in sales on a Monday night. Uh, whenever, you know, without us there, they'd be lucky if they were hitting 500 Yeah. So... Uh, you know, some people have these unrealistic expectations of what they think that, you know, that we should, can or can't do. Yeah. But then some other places are realistic about it and uh, understand that, you know, we're going to give them a 30, 40% boost in sales for two, three hours yeah. when we're there. Uh, and not only that, but people are going to see this bar and think, hey, man, this would be a great place to hang out yeah. whenever I'm not, you know, doing comedy and people go there and hang out. And that's, that's what we want. It's an it's open free advertising for them. Uh, I post about it twice a week. You know, Katie's Katie does most of my socials, and uh, you know she's always constantly posting about every fucking show we have and and everything that we do at Seller, and they just treat us well, man. So you know, support the people that support you. Yeah, agree. You know, so and even the bartender was hilarious. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I didn't know his name. Leon, his Leon. name's Leon. Leon. He's cool. Okay, uh, guy looks like a elf king. That yeah oh, yeah yeah Leon. Uh, super nice. But dude, his laugh and stuff like he was even trying to get in on it, make sure everybody knew that he was like entertained and stuff like that. He was getting in with the energy and stuff like that. Oh he yeah, Leon's super fun, man. Uh, he did a set. Oh we, really? We did a. Uh, did you know Jesse Willett? Have you met Jesse Willett? Uh, I believe I have. I, I, if I saw pictures, I, skinny so military many. kid. Uh, he's in the, uh, in the guard. Probably yeah. I, there's so many he's faces that when too. I see him, I probably yeah I saw him. 
I think you may have met him that night whenever we were at the colony. I think yeah, I met there. like 50 people or 40 people that night. Sure, <laughs> sure. But he's getting ready to ship out to Djibouti, Africa, uh, for like a year. Shout and out we Djibouti. Did a, we did a roast for him, like, as, like a going away thing. And Leon and Saya both did a set, and they both did really good. It was really funny. And about, I don't know, once a month, Leon will come and hand me his phone and be like, hey, I wrote these jokes. And they're always funny. Like, uh, I, I wish I could remember the one he wrote about me. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I don't ever have to worry about cleaning the mirrors in the bathroom because I know Roscoe's going to go in there and lick all the cocaine off him. You know, like <laughs> stuff like that. Because, yeah, he's just great, man. You know, like he, he gets it. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just a great guy. They're, it's, a, it's a good room. So was it like, did they like owe you your family a, a debt or something? Was it like Hatfield versus McCoy's? No. I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. Like, how are you getting laid more than I am? And how are you needing, how are you not needing a sponsor like Blue Chew? Which again, could be a sponsor of Unloading Meat, but they're not right now. If you'd like to change that and stop hearing about Stefano's sexual escapades, reach out to your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now, back to the episode. So tell me about the roast thing that you do at the end of your show. So we have a segment called the preheat. The preheat. Ooh, it's hot. That's hilarious. You like that? Yeah, I do. So on the preheat, I don't know if you saw saw any of our content before. Just uh, just your, you and uh, AJ. Okay. So I grew up fat. I want, I had the best jokes about myself growing up because I knew that somebody was going to call me fat or something like that. I want to take the sure. thunder away from them. We're fat. It yeah. happens. So I always grew up with a thick skin and just thinking of comments for myself. I want viewers to send in their comments because I know putting this out there on YouTube, people sure. are going to say all kinds of shit about me being bi, gay, all that stuff. I'm, I'm embracing it. I don't care. Well, I sent you a pic because I heard that you were going to put it out there for people to roast me, but yeah. 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 I will have it out there. But I, uh, So when this comes out, I don't have any viewers mail yet. Yeah. Basically, they can send in their comments, they can roast me, but they have to include a picture <coughs> of themselves. So you can roast back. Yes. Yeah, I like it. No, I, th- I, think, it's a, I think it's a smart idea. So what do you got for me, Roscoe? Okay, so... Uh, Jared looks like Jared from Subway ate Jared from Subway. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you, uh, you're the first fat homeless person I've ever met. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would be fun if you tried to roast me because I've never been roasted by a literal ham. <laughs> uh, you look like you love to eat raw hot dogs. I just suck on him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, for the flavor. Jared looks like he went to culinary school just so he could eat the leftovers. <laughs> I bet when your ex-wife fucks you, she calls her friends the next day to brag about having a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I feel like your car smells like Fritos and beef jerky. And Mountain Dew. Yeah. Ah, speaking of Mountain Dew. Oh shit! I think uh, I think your children. Did you name your children Baja and Blast? <laughs> no, but my first wife was Mexican, so I blasted into her. Uh, you look like you're super racist at home, but have a Black Lives Matter sticker on your car. Uh, and then lastly, <laughs> you showed me something I thought I'd never see. 
And that's tattoos with stretch marks. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That was the best preheat so far, man. I just got to say thank you for that. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Thank yeah. you so much for that. That is what we want on the preheat, guys. Um, would you like to tell them where you can actually send your preheat comments? If you put it on the screen, I will. Uh, unloadingmeat at gmail.com. Put preheat in the subject line. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. If you want to be on the preheat, send your photos with it, and I will read your fucking disgusting, horrible, racist, homophobic comics. No, not that much. Uh, not you only know. that, but I'm going to read them and write, write roast jokes because I'm funnier than him. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that part out. Uh, right. It'll be like the Simpsons thing when Punchy went away. And it, or what's the dog? Uh, I don't remember. I just went off. Santa's little helper. What? No, the dog that they had on Itchy and Scratchy. They brought in like. Uh, oh, there was a dog on there. Yeah, they had, like had like a. Oh, we're going off a tangent now. Do the, you remember Santa's little helper? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. From Simpsons. There was like two of them, weren't there? So, are you aware of the uh, like the Tracy Ullman Santa's little helper? Like you know, that's kind of where that you know Simpsons started with Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, it was a it was a short on the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, so there's a before there was the Simpsons. There's a movie about Santa's Little Helper. Oh, really? That was put out by Growing. Like, I did not know that yeah, part. You gotta, you gotta find. It. I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. But it's, it's super funny. Like, I remember my, like my aunt had it taped whenever I was in elementary school. So I was like eight, nine years old watching it on VHS. You know, that and uh, uh, Enemy Mine. You remember that movie? No, don't know that. Uh, don't know uh, that movie. Yeah, it's an '80s movie. Okay. Yeah, about aliens with. Uh, Oh, what's the guy's name? I can't think of his fucking name. <laughs> Don't Lewis, know Lewis Gossett Jr. Maybe. I know Lewis Gossett Jr. Yeah, he plays the alien. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it's a spoiler. I don't know. But, I mean, I usually know quite a bit of like '80s. You know, there's some like Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King. Did you ever watch that? Uh, is that like a movie? It's or? a horror movie. It's like Stephen King. It's like the uh, electronics went evil. And there's a semi-truck with the Green Goblin's well, face on it. What about Cat's Eye, Stephen King? I haven't watched that one. So I watched Cujo. I watched... Yeah, Cat's Eye is like a... It's like four little vignettes, and they're all Stephen King. Really? Stephen King short stories. Okay. And, yeah, one of them's about this troll that comes and steals your breath in your sleep. I don't know. There's like four little... We're not going to have that now. Like, our generation kind of sucks. Like, now, like, we had Stephen King, and there's always that, like, movie or TV show that's, like, based on the novel by Stephen King or the short story. Like, sure. Secret Window was a, a short story by Stephen King. Yeah. We're not going to have that with this generation. It's going to be, like, based on the one-hit wonder, The Way by Fastball. Like, it's <laughs> – like, that's all we're going to have now. <laughs> uh, based on a novel by Sapphire. That's what I said about yeah. Lin K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Precious. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> you called Link A Precious. I love that. Yeah, thank you. That's funny. Thank you. That's really funny. Um, I had one for Trash, but I forgot. Shout out to Trash, by the way. He was you, super you cool. Yeah, Trash on here? No, not yet. I want him. Oh. But he was there on Cellar Dweller. Yeah. And, uh, He's super fun, man. I had a joke for him because I wore my midriff. Yeah. And I was like, man, do you want to stick your hand up me? Because I look like one of Jeff Dunham's puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking trash, man. He's he's a different kind of cat, yeah. but he's funny. I'm so happy he got a truck. Uh, oh yeah, Brian Dixon hooked yeah. him up. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta, heard about that. I got to email Brian again because like he wants to be on the show too. Speaking of that, Brian Dixon just messaged me. Really? Yeah. Tell him he's on, you're on the only meet, and I want him on the show. I'll, I'll email him. I got his email. I just haven't uh, replied back yet. Let's see what it is.
He just sends me a link to his TikTok. Shout out to Brian Dixon. God damn it. What are we going to do with him, man? Dixon, dude. I got to schedule him because like, he wants to come out. I think it'll be like the last week of February. Probably when the time your episode goes out, he'll be in here recording. Yeah, he's he's a good guy, man. I like Dixon a lot. Uh, uh, I give Dixon a little bit of props, man. Whenever Dixon first started uh, doing comedy, he was horrible. Horrible. Like, he got up and told a... A ten, like a five minute story that had no point and no laughs. Oh God! And uh, but now he's funny. Like he's really worked on it, dude. Like he's, His stage he's, he's presence got, is amazing. He's got some really good jokes. He's doing really great on stage. Like, cause I have all the props for Dixon because, like, I know that feeling. Because when I first started, it was horrible too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just I'm still horrible. It's just about <laughs> it's just about repetition, man. You just keep doing it. We talked about on the other podcast. Like, it's like a, the. The Japanese, like the thousand hours you got to put into your craft or whatever, uh, uh, ten thousand hours. hours. Yeah. yeah, ten thousand hours. That's not Japanese. That's fucking uh, Paul McCartney or oh, or was it somebody? Yeah. I thought it was like some kind of Japanese thing where like uh, with the, the sushi master or stuff like that. No, I, I think uh, I think actually that uh, John Lennon said it, uh, but that doesn't mean that he didn't hear it from someone wow. else. You know what I'm saying? So now, is did I just appropriate for Asians? Well, I think you appropriated British people. Which oh. is fine because you're a colonizer too. That's true. So I think you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> At least I don't have the queen on all my money. Oh, jeez. But some of our presidents oh, do look like it's the king now. Oh, it's the king. Yeah. Are yeah. they gonna have to change the Canadian money? They already. Uh, they've already changed the pound. Like, oh, really? The seen, British pound. I've already seen the pictures of those. Isn't that weird? The Canadian money still has the British monarchs on it. Well, too? they're a uh, what do they call it? I don't know. There's a word for them. They're still connected. That's I mean, true. You know, like even though they have their own parliament or whatever it's called you know canada's weird dude. i mean i guess they gotta be better than trudeau in the blackface that that's true <laughs> you know what i want to see is i want to see a picture of oprah in like 1975 i thought you were white, gonna say oprah in, in white face yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i want just go to any picture of yeah, 90s why don't michael we get jackson? mad about michael jackson I in white face because it was alopecia and it was okay listen dude you know, or uh, vitiligo. He said he had vitiligo. We just celebrated the 25th anniversary of Thriller. Of Thriller. Yeah. You know, say what you want to about Michael, but he sure touched a lot of kids. I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by your favorite food delivery service, such as DoorDash or Uber Eats, but it could be. You can obviously tell from this frame, I use those services quite a bit. So help me out and help the channel out. Reach out to those companies and tell them to sponsor this fat ass. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I don't. The only one I really fuck with is Twitter, and I, maybe I should. I you know, do. Mark Norman is so fucking pro- prolific on Twitter. Honestly, I do Twitter because I reached out to a lot of people in entertainment just through that. Like, honestly, uh, people in AEW and stuff like that, oh, like yeah. the wrestlers and stuff like that, they'll, they'll respond. They'll, they'll respond. Um, the music composer, shout out to Mikey Ruckus. Uh, Last year, he's another big influence on me. Is last year he put out a thing that was like, "Hey, I'm playing on Fortnite on Twitch for uh, some fans of mine. Anybody that follows me on Twitter, if you want to play Fortnite, co- come on." I joined on. We spoke for like two hours. I met his wife on the stream. Oh, that's cool. And he's a composer for all of AEW's themes. Oh, that's cool. And well, not all of them because Action Bronson does. Well, one. yeah, but like all their in-house themes. Yeah. Okay. But uh, he's their music composer and supervisor and stuff like that. Anyway, got to be friendly with him. He follows me on Twitter. I follow him. I would love to have him podcast eventually once it gets big enough. I think I would be able to ask sure. him. And this will be cut, too. I don't want to be, like, fucking toting. Kiss the some asses. Yeah, I'm not fucking name-dropping people. But 
I mean, in all honesty, if you really like this show, Unloading Meat, you will reach out to your favorite DoorDash or Uber Eats company and tell them to sponsor the show. Because it's kind of like a Mr. B situation where I spend so much fucking money on food being a fat ass that if they were to sponsor the show, somehow that money would go directly back into the show in a weird way. So, yeah, get us a sponsorship. Now back to the show. That, that fucking facial hair is ridiculous. Yeah. I hate it so much. You like the, Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. I'm growing it out. Yeah, I can't it's, do a full beard, dude. I just can't. I, I can't, can't handle the mustache. The one thing I can't do is the Hitler spot. Like, it just doesn't grow. You can see it. It doesn't really grow that much. Oh, yeah. Are you engine? Yeah. Yeah. Cherokee. So is Katie. That's the only reason I, want, I would love to be, like, have Sterling Hard Joe or meet him. Because, like, Reservation Dogs really. You've heard that joke, right? The like, joke about Katie? No. I may have, but. She took a DNA test. Turns out she's 72% that bitch. 20% a bitch. And 8% Cherokee. Oh, shit. Like every other white girl in Oklahoma. True. Yeah. So that's how she gets her, uh, all of her medications come from the Indians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have entire episodes that are devoted to the Indian hospital. Well, that's why I have my oh, Cherokee oh, tag. Yeah, me too. You know, it's because Katie. I, I just got my, my notice I have to get renewed this month. Yeah. After I get a wreck. It's 30 bucks. I mean. 60 for me, but. Well, whatever fancy yeah. new car guy. I know. Well, it's not fancy now. Oh. Well, it'll be in a couple one side of it is. It's yeah. like a, the one side of your car. <laughs> my car's bisexual too. <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. One side's got pounded, the other side hadn't. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little inflamed and orange. Mm. Might have that looked at. Yeah. What do you think uh, of what they're doing with the with the the newest? Uh, I don't say this the right way. What are they calling this newest chapter of uh, of the Marvel? MCU. Oh, like phase, the newest phase. What is this phase? Uh, this is, we're four. getting ready to, we're in four. Ant Man will be phase five. So it comes out this month. I but think. they're all, yeah, which looks good, by the way. I watched Wakanda forever uh, a couple nights ago. I did too when I was preparing for Lynn Gay's episode. Oh, uh, yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah. Well, the irony was that she did it the exact same time. She it was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I got a, I almost cried twice. I mean, you know, this is sad Chadwick died. So, but what do you think of what they're doing with the, the, well, I'm blanking on his name. The, that's going to be the big baddie. Kang. Kang. Kang the Conqueror. Why? But why Kang and why not, uh, what's his name? Galactus. Galactus. Yeah, that should be it's that coming. Should be Galactus. It's coming. So they already announced the Fantastic Four movie. and yeah, I know that. Yeah, and yeah. Galactus would be the big bad of that. So they're probably going to tease that into there. Like Kang brings in all the different dimensions. Yeah, what does that mean? It's going to be 15 years till I see fucking Galactus? Because that's probably. annoying. That's yeah. annoying. I don't want that. Yeah. But I think they're doing long. I mean, every, even James Gunn, the DC stuff now is like they have like ten years of planning on all these well, different franchises. You don't think they're gonna do, do Doctor Doom on fucking Fantastic Four? Oh, they will. He'll yeah. be the new big bad. I, I, but also, I think as far as like comic fans, people like Galactus and Doctor Doom, they don't want them to be like the flavor of the month villain just for one movie. Those are those villains deserve a, a big. See, role. I like Fantastic. Yeah, the last Fantastic Four movie that was made. The first three quarters of that movie is really good. Yeah. Until you get to the Doctor Doom shit. Yeah. Well, like, that movie had a lot of issues behind the scenes, too. Yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. The first three quarters of the movie yeah. is good. It's a good movie. Like, I well, enjoyed it. The director it's the best. disowned it. I don't yeah, know if you know that. Yeah, it, but it was the best of the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. But he he disowned it because he wanted first to do a body quarters. horror movie. And you could really tell that the, 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 sure. some of that stuff. And then the studio was like, no, we want an action movie. Well, And, that, and they got it re-edited and reshoots. And, like, they, re, they Frankenstein that movie. What was the other Marvel movie that took forever to come out? The... Uh, the New Mutants. Yeah, and I I watched it and I was like, this is just a broken up piece of shit. Yep. It just same wasn't... thing. 
It just wasn't good. Honestly, I'm kind of glad they canceled the Batgirl movie because that was supposed to be kind of like the similar thing. It's like done, right? In the yeah. can and they're just not releasing yeah, it. Yeah, Brendan Fraser was in it. That sucks. Yeah. But that sucks for those people. It but. does suck for them. Um, same time they. Dude, they, I've they, watched the Fantastic Four movie from the 80s. Oh, the Roger Cormick? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Corman movie. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's so bad, but I've watched it, and it should be out there. It should be in the ether, dude. It's like the Spider-Man series yep. from the 70s and 80s. Like, It was shit, but it still needed to be out there. Yeah. Did you ever do the Captain America on the motorcycle? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> in that, like, transparent shield? Sure, and I've seen the, I've seen the, the Star Wars uh, Christmas special. Oh, like, and you can't forget the classic Incredible Hulk show on the 80s with David Banner. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Rigno? yeah and Lou was great. Oh, it was seventies, I think. Even seventies, yeah, seventies, seventies. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno was amazing. That was. Did you watch She Hulk? Yeah, uh, Katie and I watched it all. Like we're we're big nerds, bro. Did you like that? Uh, the last episode, the homage to the original intro to In- Incredible Hulk. Yes, and I love that uh, they brought in Scar. Yeah, uh, like that's cool. That sets up like World War Hulk or something. I will say though that that final scene though did feel like the final scene of every Fast and the Furious movie where they're all up. <laughs> You're not the wrong. barbecue, but I think they meant for it to <laughs> yeah, feel like that. It felt like that so much. Yeah. Uh, Katie really loved She Hulk, and uh, yeah, I think it's great that they did a superhero show. That was directed towards women. Yeah. Like I that show was directed towards women. Yeah. And I loved that they did that. Yeah. Uh that made me happy because it's like we have all this nerd shit. Yeah. Let's give them something. Well, you know. Um, and She Hulk, if you've ever read the comics, like I had people like I heard people bitching online about how it wasn't like the comics, and I was like, Motherfucker, you never read the comics then dude, because the, read the comics. Some of the this most this is just like the comics. Some of the most prolific She Hulk writers were the first to get those quotes and put them on Twitter. They're like, I can say firsthand this is exactly what i wrote yeah, like, yeah. this is exactly Pe- the character of she hulk yeah people are ignorant that's yeah. what i'm saying they just wanted they thought oh she hulk should be manly or no it's kind of like this the, the pop culture version of she hulk people have in the lexicon of just the pop culture the, the only one i haven't watched is uh continue i'm sorry uh, deadpool when before his movie came out people had an idea of like what deadpool is he's a zany spider-man people thought that just offhand if you saw the deadpool picture it had no yeah, idea you didn't read it was. Deadpool, sure. You yeah. just thought, oh, it's zany, dirty Spider-Man that kind of looks like uh, Deathstroke. Sure, yeah. But then there's a lot more complexity of writers and stuff like that, and it needs somebody, a talented team like Ryan Reynolds and all them to really remember, flesh out that I shit. I remember watching that fucking X-Men with Deadpool in it and getting so mad. Yes, exactly. That's exactly uh, Origins. Like, and being like, this is such shit. We could have had that with this, She-Hulk. This is not who the character is. Like... We're uh, in a like Deadpool's a fourth wall breaking motherfucker, yeah. and he's and he's smarmy, like it's like uh, what they got to do. So like I think Ryan Reynolds said this will be his last Deadpool movie. He's doing it with, with Hugh Jackman. Yes, I, yeah. I know that, but the, I hope I wish that he would do one more. Yeah, and they would one off it, and they would do Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, oh. and just have him go through and just fucking kill everyone, just like in the Marvel books, and the movie ends. With uh, like him being made in a computer or something like what if screen, they uh, just like the just like the comic. I say what if did you watch what if on Disney Plus? So I haven't watched all of them. I think I watched a couple. Yeah, that would be a great what if if Ryan Reynolds voiced of uh, animated what if Deadpool yeah. killed all the MCU? Yeah, because it was amazing. Like yeah. the, the book is really good. They could even do that. Like where Deadpool's been in the MCU this last twenty years, they could do like a, a what if cartoon. Well, and I, I remember Reynolds. when people were saying like, "Oh, Deadpool should do the Stanley promos." Yeah, and that would be great. But I don't think they'd do that. Yeah. But I think it'd be great if you. It would. could get old. It could get cliche if you don't do it right. <laughs> yeah, but 
But Ryan Reynolds plays the character yeah. so fucking well, dude. Um, there is the part where Ryan Reynolds, kind of like The Rock, and anybody that gets to that, that upper stage of super startup is like they're starting to just play themselves in every movie. Sure. I sure. mean, Detective Pikachu was Deadpool PG. I, I didn't watch it, but it's I, very uh, good. It's actually a really good. Movie. I'm not a Pokemon getting either. Again, am I. It's past my time, so and that's where I'm like, it. I don't even. I never played Pokemon at all, yeah. but I like that movie because it's Deadpool that my kids can watch. Sure, sure. That's literally all it is. He's Detective Pikachu. I've heard, I've heard it was good. I just hadn't seen it. I but, love uh, Ryan Reynolds though, but like, I watched like Ryan Reynolds like waiting. Ryan yes. Reynolds like uh, Van Wilder, two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Yes, like like old school, like before people knew who fuck Ryan Reynolds was. It's so funny that like coming back to stand-up comedy and stuff, but, like, Van Wilder was one of his first... Actually, I think it's, like, his first movie, besides two girls, a guy in a pizza place. And Van uh, Wilder's based on... Burt Kreischer. Burt, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people don't or forget about that or don't know about that part. It was, yeah. You know his movie, uh, The Machines, coming out. Yes, I can't wait. soon, dude. I'm, it looks fucking hilarious. I'm super stoked. Man. Burt and Tom were another, like, Two Bears, One Cave was another podcast that got me through <laughs> yeah, shit. I love Burt. That's uh, also what inspired me. It was, like, during COVID, you'd see these comedians that were just trapped. They couldn't go on stage. They couldn't yeah. perform, and they were like. Needing an outlet. Do you listen to Are You Garbage? Yes. That's one of my favorites, listen dude. Listen to them. I love, love, love Bill Burr. Foley. Bill Burr. Um, Trash Tuesday and stuff like that with Kalila and all them. Like, so Are You Garbage is coming to Oklahoma City. Really? Yeah, they're doing they're doing Bricktown. I'm going to try to go. I, so, um, big fan. Another kind of bucket list goal I want for this show is, you know, I want to also help get people in Tulsa Comics promoted. I want to yeah. get people grown with me. Sure. Everybody coming up. I would love to do a caravan of everybody once they're really established have good shit. Let's go down to Kill Tony as a Tulsa crew. Sure, yeah, that'd be fun. I'll buy tickets, get everybody on there, and then we support whoever gets picked. Yeah, I've got some friends that have done Kill Tony. So. But I want to take like a whole Tulsa crew of people that we are yeah. all like just close. And then we, we're, we're out there, we're cheering the motherfuckers on, and we're on Kill Tony as a Tulsa crew. Yeah, one of my friends uh, that lives in Minnesota, she actually hosted whenever I featured up there a few weeks ago. She was on Kill Tony and uh, got invited back to Secret Show. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, because I watch she's Red super- Band stuff on uh, virtual Red Band and stuff like that too. Like I have my VR headset and stuff like that. I'm yeah. I those guys are fucking inspirational too. Like yeah, I like Tony a lot. This episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by someone like Ridge Wallet. Ridge Wallet, man, I really wish I had a new wallet, Stefano. Mine's falling apart over here. It's like held together by dreams and duct tape, and it's it's pretty empty as it is. Um. Man, if I had a company like Ridge sponsoring this show, guys, you wouldn't have to hear these horrible, horrible fake ads. So if you want to make that happen, reach out to your favorite company like Ridge and uh, tell them to sponsor the show, Unloading Meat. Anyway, back to the show. And like I said, David Tell was my is my number one comic. David Tell is the person that, like, uh, skanks for the memories. I heard that I had that album. My mom let me buy that album when I was like 13. And that album was just... I remember watching Raw and shit when I was 9, 10 years old and being like, oh, wow, this is this And then is Adam funny. Sandler's comedy albums, too. And we got back to Adam Sandler. Um, You're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> you remember that one? Like, yes. And then... Uh, what, what's Old it? Booth um, Willie. What's the... What's it called? Um, at a Medium Pace. Yes, fucking At a Medium Pace. Yes. That uh, and still the, this day the makes goat me... is one of my favorite Adam Sandler skits where he's like... Uh, He's like, remember that time you took me to the amusement park and we rode on that roller coaster with a loop-de-loop? You remember <laughs> yeah. this? And, and you took the picture when we were upside down. Well, one, one day the old man, he comes back to the truck and he says, finds the picture. He said, go, did you leave the fucking truck? And I said, no, they uh, fucking superimposed me. 
As he's walking back through the house, I hear him say, uh, what the fuck is superimposed? Oh, dude, that's so good. I like the, uh, uh, was it a Norm? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Norm fan, sure. Uh, his, one of his, al- his albums, he had a, the secret track with Star Search. I don't oh, yeah. heard that shit. No, I don't think I had. Oh, my God. I, I would recommend finding it on YouTube or something like that. It's an sure. entire secret track, and then the whole premise of it is like his agent was like, hey, you should have a secret track. He's like, well, what's that? And they explain it to him. Okay, well, we'll throw that on there. And the entire bit is him just doing stuff about Star Search, and it doesn't work, but he just keeps doubling down. Oh, yeah, because that's what Norm does. Yes, yeah. and it's it's comparing uh, a band called Hot Property and he just says that name, hot property, like Ed McMahon. Yeah. He says like a hundred times in five minutes. And then he compares it to this band, Chunk of Shit. <laughs> okay. But it's just, it's a five minute bit. It does not work. But because he just keeps doubling down and it's a hidden track, the audience is with it. It's fucking hilarious. And it's just classic Norm. And it, it, I had listened to that album like three times. Never heard that. And then I was in at bed one night and it was just auto playing when I was going to sleep. And that track came, came on. on. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like when that green on Green Day Dookie, that hidden song. Yep. The end of the album. Or when a girlfriend sticks a finger in your butt when you don't expect it. Oh, what is this like? I was alone. I was all by myself. No one was looking. You don't get us copyrights. <laughs> cut it out. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh I I, I love mean, hidden tracks. Yeah. You just don't see that shit anymore, yeah. dude. Because there's no scene. Physical media is dead. <laughs> what else? What else do we got to talk about? Um, you got any shows coming up soon? Uh, I'll be in Wichita, Kansas at the Looney Bin on March the 5th. We have Comics Inebriated. Have you heard of this yet? Have no, I talked I have to not. you about this? Oh, let's talk about Comics Inebriated. Okay. Uh, so I put on this show, man, that was one of the first shows I put on. And I had this idea that, like, you know, comedians are funny, uh, but they're funnier when they're drunk. So uh, I started this show where I usually, I, I always host it uh, because I came up with the idea or whatever. I, I decided to do the shows. Uh, so I have like five or six comedians on. Uh, you, At the very beginning, we all get together. We all take a shot together, right? Of We have a wheel or a hat you draw a liquor out of, depending okay. on what you draw. There's four or five choices. You know, it's usually... It's usually like some sort of tequila, Jaeger, some sort of whiskey, and like either gin or vodka or something like that. And it'll be, it's always good liquor. It's, I don't ever get cheap liquor. Okay. Uh, and so you draw out of the cup. We all take a shot together. Then the first person comes up, they do five minutes. And at the end of their set, they have to do three shots. Do, do, do. Oh, shit. And then the next person comes up, but that person comes back around and has to do a second five minute set. I'm digging this. I, I was drunk. This sounds hilarious. It's a blast, bro. Uh, yeah, so we have another one of those coming up on the 9th of March. Uh, and that's a free show. doesn't cost anything to get in. at Cellar Dweller downtown. Nice. Uh, show will start. At, great uh, venue. Yeah, it's great. Especially for that. That'd be a great venue for that. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, she was still, she'll start at like 730. It's on a Thursday night. Uh, yeah. So everybody that's always on the show, uh, I promise them they'll get drunk. And they will. So it's a good time. Uh, and what else do I have? Uh, we have daylight savings on the 12th. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be in Memphis. <laughs> that legit popped me. Yeah, yeah. That legit got me. I'll be, uh, I'll be in Memphis on the 25th. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then, you know, sell a dweller every Sunday, the open mic signups at eight starts at eight 30. Uh, 
And then uh, every Friday that there's not another show booked where, where it's also comedy club, even if I'm out of town, I got somebody else hosting it for me. If I'm in town, I'm hosting. Nice, man. So, And yeah. honestly, you're one of the best hosts I've seen. Not that I've seen a lot, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you've been very generous. And I, the funniest times I've ever had at Tulsa Comedy Club is when you go to the bathroom or go to smoke, and yeah. then Katie has to bring somebody up, and then she's up on stage alone. And she, she hates it. She yeah. hates it, but it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it is. Because we all know that she hates it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even then, she performs. She does well. Yeah, she absolutely can't stand it, though. Roscoe, man. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks, in here. man. I had a blast. Too, I appreciate man. you, bro. Thank you for helping support the podcast and yeah. helping promote Tulsa Comedy. Anything I can do to help you get more people out here, let me know, man. Thanks, I'll, man. Really I, appreciate I'll it. I'll put in a word for you. I think that I think you got something good going here. Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Tulsa Comedy, guys. Roscoe, the comedian. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching Unloading Meat. Take care, guys. So when is this coming out? When is this podcast coming um, out? This will probably be... You're going to come out on the like, 27th. Okay, so... Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna ask her to marry me on the 25th. So this will okay. come out three days, two days later. I love this woman, Katie. Oh my God! Oh Will you do me the honor of being my wife? Yes. I'm super happy that you're finally doing that because the first time you introduced me, you're like, "This is my, this is my woman, or this yeah. is my girl." Yeah. Or no, she said that she's like, "I'm Roscoe's woman," or "I'm Roscoe's girl." Roscoe's girl, yeah, yeah. yeah she says this. And yeah. then, like, when I text you one time, I was like, "Hey, your wife." And I was like, "I don't know if it's wife or girlfriend. I don't know what." what. Yeah. So I was like, "I don't know what the term is." So no. you're helping the community be at least narrowing that down too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's weird, you know. Uh, I'm so happy she's that forty. She's forty five and uh, never been married. Really? Never. No. And uh, uh, I knew. I was gonna say after we'd up- been dating for three months, like I knew I was gonna marry her. Like I just knew it, and I've told her multiple times, you know. But it was just a matter of, uh, you know, I'm a broke ass comedian, so it's sure. a matter of getting money together to get yeah. a ring. It's a matter of, uh, you know, I asked her son if I could ask her. Uh, he's twenty six years old. He lives in Oklahoma yeah. City. Um. Uh, I had to ask her mother, which I haven't done yet, but I will uh, between now and the time. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited. Bye. Have a great time.